0: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at LuckylandSlots.com.
1: Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Heart and Hand is back for the season by Ladbrokes. This season we have teamed up with Ladbrokes and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20. This means if you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.ibroxrocks.com. That's bet.ibroxrocks.com. We'll be tweeting this bet five pounds, get 20 pounds link, adding it on our Facebook, and we've put it in the description of this podcast too. Welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the new companion piece to the Heart and Hand flagship show. And uh, we're we'll trying to differentiate it and make it special. And I can't think of anything more special than welcoming the transatlantic hero that shytown's Chi-Town's own Mr. Shane Nicholson. Hello, David. How are you today? How's America? Things seem quite quiet. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, there's really nothing going on these days, is there? I, peaceful. I've been
1: watching um, Ken Burns' The Civil War, not so much for a historical perspective, but just to kind of get tips for what's coming up.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I said the other day. You know, we, we were watching World War II in color in the office instead of news. It's really kind of the same story for the first <laughs> four episodes. <laughs>
1: Well I I mean I'd I'd like to say we take you away from the madness But I want you to talk about Scottish football So it's it's effectively the same thing As of recording then today Shane um, I suppose to to put it in context I mean before I I go rambling off about Saturday um, You know you've heard the show this week You you saw the match Anything to add personally on uh, John Beaton?
0: Um You know, it's, it, it's disappointing. I don't, I don't know how the review system works for Scottish referees because this isn't the first time we've had the John Beaton problem. No. Um, it, it was maybe the most egregious version of it that we've seen, but, um, it, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's sad that, you know, we, what Jack's, I think Ryan Jack's card was rescinded. Um, yep. you know, that, that we get to the point where, I mean, he, he dramatically impacts the outcome of a football match. Um, to, to finally get him to send them down, you know, to the championship route for what a weekend? Maybe yeah. he'll be back. He'll well, be back fucking stuff up soon.
1: Yeah, he'll be, he'll be back. He'll be back next week. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, as has been mentioned, if you're a fan of either of the clubs who whose match he's taking on Saturday, how do you feel about that? And I know this is a Rangers yeah. pod, and we care about Rangers, but it did happen to us in the when yeah. we were in the championship that a referee was was assigned to one of our games because he'd been deemed too bad to referee in, in the league the week before as you mentioned Ryan Jack's red card was ascended um, doesn't get us the three points or the opportunity at the three points back but it does at least um, it does at least mean that he'll be free to play against Hearts on Saturday one thing that was interesting Shane is I think there was an automatic assumption certainly on my part and I'm sure maybe one or two of the listeners that Jordan Rossiter would, would Come in automatically for him But I did notice that in the Colts defeat To uh, Dumbarton In the kind of, Petrifac, Whatever it is now Cup <laughs> Jason Holt played as the overage player And that did get me thinking Is that to give him 90 minutes before Saturday If so is that Maybe still we're at the stage with Rossiter Where we can't consider him a, An automatic Physically is,
0: is, he seven, is he seven to ten days again? We don't know.
1: No, I mean he's 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 in and around the squad, <laughs> and he's been he's been playing. But I think there's this assumption, and again, I, I'm guilty of it that he's in the squad, therefore he's good to go. And I'm not sure that's the case. I think that even still, there may be concerns about when he can be used and about the amount of niggles that he might pick up.
0: Well, to yeah, figure two, yes, Liverpool Academy player, but he hasn't played. Any consistent first-team football in, in what, uh, I don't know, Uh 18 months? No, (laughs) No, Uh,
1: never at first-team level,
0: no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just consistent football period in that case. You know I mean? Obviously, you have to worry about the injury history now. Um, Whether or not he's made it last, we won't know for another couple of years. But, uh, I mean, there's investment protecting him, like you said, if you feel like. Especially given that we didn't know Jack's card was going to be rescinded to protect him for the weekend. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I I'm impressed with what I've seen so far. Obviously, in, in the fleeting moments that we've gotten to know Jordan Roster. Uh. But at the same time, I mean, it, you got to figure Jack's if Jack can play, he's your first choice for that. For that, they, they play the same role. I yes, they do. They do. So right now, right, Jacks, your got.
1: Um. I've I've been impressed with Jack, and I think that you saw the. Uh, I, I think that you saw the effect not having on, uh, not having him on, the, had in the team at the weekend. Against that, um, you know, you never you never know what would have happened if he stayed on. But I, I like I say, i had felt confident that that we would have been able to go and get something out of that game. Um, you'll never know, so there's no point. We now have uh, the opportunity though to take it out on Hearts, and I'm I'm especially keen to for the simple fact that I've seen several Hearts fans this week uh, on, on social media. Praising and celebrating a Hibs win And to me me, There's nothing makes you a a Diddy club More than If you have a big so-called rivalry That you want that team To do well against anyone I would want Celtic to lose if they were playing Al-Qaeda
0: It's Look look at what we've done in, in our short absence We've emasculated the entirety Of Scottish football Because every single week you have some love-in between clubs that should have no business have any kind of relationship. You know, now you have these weird Aberdeen uh, cunts uh, loving thing that, that between them and uh, uh, Celtic there it, it, now hips and heart hips and hearts. I know, like we we we've completely taken away. And he said, "It's I mean the tribal mentality of it all has switched. You're either in our tribe or you're not, which was always kind of the case, but but not like this, not like this, not like every single week, but." When teams are in Europe, oh, God, we hope that they do well. Fuck that. Mm. W- w- when did we start? To- I don't care about the Bishop points. Fuck them. I hope they all lose. Yeah. I, I-, I don't get this. No,
1: it's it's odd. And, and like I say, which was particularly odd with the Hibs and Hearts one, is it is a fierce rivalry. You know, I've, I've, I've been to Edinburgh Dartmouth yeah. in the past, and they are normally. So to see that kicked out the window by two clubs who traditionally... Have enmity, but more importantly, you would think we would be in pretty much direct competition this season. You, you know, in terms yeah. in terms of aims. So you would think they wouldn't want to see the other club do well. So we have a chance to to give them a bit of a doing on on Saturday. Uh Kyle Lafferty, much beloved of fellow podcaster Cameron Bell, uh, likely to return <laughs> to Ibrox. What what sort of reception do you think you'll get? I, I don't know. I th-
0: you know it, it's tough with him because. Obviously, you remember the shit he said on the way out the door. But he got—I mean, everything he did while he was here. You know, he couldn't score a lot of goals, but he scored goals when they fucking mattered. I—I—I mm. I, I don't think he's going to get much of a reception out of the way, right? He's just—he's a visiting player. Uh, I don't know. I don't see—I don't see people getting up to sing the—you know—sing the, you know, the praises of him or really going out of their way to to, to have a go at. It.
1: No, the match is a sellout already, which is great. Um, Good to see, and I think that the atmosphere is going to be one of of kind of fairly angry determination from the fans because I think there is this universal feeling this week that we got fucked last week um, and not through our own ineptitude. Uh, which is a different kind of thing. There's a simmering <laughs> anger there that's, you know, we've all seen what it's ready to explode. Oh, we we, we kind of we, we forgot
0: what that was like.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's now aimed at, uh, at at something else. And I think that that may be a positive for us because Hearts of Season have not played well. They got a win last weekend and, and fair play at them. Managed currently by John Daly, again, uh, the ex of, of this <laughs> parish. But.
0: The three years can
1: take. Ba- yeah, exactly. There's, a, there's a, <laughs> another symbol of the Bants. And, uh, you know, they got a win last week. It wasn't spectacular, but the form since January and under Carthro has been pretty poor. However, this game is a free hit for them. They know they don't have a manager. It's at Ibrox. The expectation level isn't huge on them. Does that make them more dangerous or less so?
0: I mean, they're so pish, aren't they? They are really good. Right? Uh, I, think, I, I think it would be us playing down to them more, more than that. I, I mean, they're, they're just not an organized team. They're not a good-looking team. They're not a very talented team. Maybe maybe their most talented player wants a way to us. Mm. Um, you know, I, 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 if anything goes wrong in that game, it's because we created it. You know, I, I, I don't know that there's any world in which a team of that talent um, and that latent coaching level could, could elevate itself up to – you know,
1: the level of our squad. No, I think you're again looking at the the whole sort of Ibrox thing with Kevin Thompson a couple of weeks ago and he said, you know, players do go out and they think I'll try and impress. It'd be interesting to see the Jamie Walker is an interesting situation. And um, I like a long-term thinking here and trying to unsettle a player for this match. Seven weeks ago that, that was quite impressive Seven months ago Yeah it's, it's great We, we knew this fixture would come After that last time They cuffed us at timecast And we went Right fuck this We're not going through this again uh, But uh, My feeling is If Rangers go out And play the way they did In the opening 20 minutes last week And manage to sustain it I do have a concern Shane, Because it's happened now Motherwell It happened last week It's not the first goal It's the second goal um, Rangers yep. have taken the lead in all but the second progress game this season. But apart from one from Firmley, have we then quickly got a second and gone on and dominated? It. And I think that these games have become harder than they should. We could, you know, still have had the red card last week. But had it happened at two or three nil, as it really should have done, then it's a, you know it's still a different potential outcome in the match. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but we, we need to be a little bit more ruthless. After getting that first goal to go right, let's kill it.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's it's something that we've obviously missed just seeing. But, you know, so we saw the glimpse of it there at Dumbarton, the, the step on their fucking neck mentality that, that is lacked from, from every side that we've seen since Walter left. You know, I mean, there uh, was a Walter Smith team that would go up a goal in the first three and a half minutes and thought, fuck, they're going to throw this away. You thought, no, we're, we're going to score three more in the first 25 minutes and bury this game so we can get ready for next week. Yes. You know, and, and we just, we we still don't, it was nice seeing that at Dunbarton, but like you said, we, we come out. Dunfermline, Dunfermline. Or uh, Dunfermline, sorry. Um, you know, we, we, I'm, I'm still stuck in like week two. Da fucking
1: um, yank. You
0: come over here. Uh, you ungrateful colonial! Forest rangers, Berwick mechanics. <laughs> uh, um, no, but uh, we we have come out. We started very strong, but you, you, you know it's it's finishing those chances, those half chances that, that give you a two goal lead instead of one goal lead that that allow you. I mean, one that that breaks the spirit of their team. Yes,
1: it does.
0: And two, it allows you to, to get set up to play out the, the next sixty minutes. Yeah. You know, where you don't have to. Just chase every fucking ball and, and beat your ass off. You, you just coast through. You win a game three one. And, and right now we're, we're we're not finding, you know, we're we're not getting the goals. Nope. Uh, and I mean that that just breaks, right? You create ten chances, usually one's going to go in. Well, right now maybe we're getting, you know, one out of every fifteen. Uh, but as long as you keep creating those chances, hopefully they're going to start falling. To those,
1: so. I think that uh, it's something slightly different to to most matches in the spfl if a team goes a goal down they'll probably then come out and start playing a bit more against us they won't because at one nil down it doesn't significantly change their game plan of trying to contain us and then see if they can grab one on the break or through a set piece um both of which has happened or knowing at home as as we saw in the Motherwell game that they will have a spell when they'll come into it which is just you know it's very difficult to impose yourself on a away match fully for 90 minutes um Rangers then, as you say, takes to the next point, which is up front. I've been really impressed with Morelos. I think he's he's been excellent so far, and he's he's fleeting uh, or growing to be better. I thought he started slowly, but you know you've seen in the last few yeah. games he's got three goals. I think it wasn't Hibbs that knocked him off. his stayed last week. It was the referee because he wasn't allowed to to play. Uh, he wasn't allowed to
0: challenge. A big chalk slam and then getting
1: well exactly yeah and. and if, Every time he went near someone, uh, you're right, You got the WWE Kane uh, chokeslam to hell, and then every time he went near someone, they knew that if he instigated contact and went down, the referee would blow. And of course it got to him.
0: And he's, Christ, it got to me watching <laughs> I'm, I'm nearly See, t- it, it, twice his age. I mean, it, this is the thing too. that This isn't the physical forward. That's Herrera, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who likes to work in channels, work in space, um, who, who doesn't go up to try to create contact. But you know what? He's a large-looking black man, and therefore, if he hits you and you fall down, it's a, it's a very Americanized product that, that, that Beaton has brought to the SPFL, I think.
1: <laughs> whoa. whoa uh, you know, glad, <laughs> glad you said that, not me. Uh, it's, 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 it's steering the conversation well away from sort of cop violence in the U.S. Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> just, just, I, I just, you know, it's, it, it's that old thing. He's a big center forward, right? Therefore, if he gets near somebody and they go down, well, it's probably his fault. Uh, and that's and that's, and that's absolutely what happened he last week. He doesn't initiate contact. He's not that kind of centre forward.
1: No, that's absolutely what happened last week. That's the the concern I have. The more I think. Kenny Miller um, is doing well, and people writing him off, I think, are, are too early to. I think it's a case a little bit of Emperor's New Clothes sometimes where you get something new in and you want to see it more, than something old and reliable, which is exactly what Kenny Miller is, gets dropped. But yeah. I don't think he works well at all in midfield, as we saw last week, and I don't think he works well at all on the evidence so far with Herrera. So I think you've got to go with Morelos and one other. Uh at the moment, it's Morelos and Miller. And I also don't know if Pedro feels confident enough, whether it be due to off-field reasons, to leave Miller out at the moment. And I think, therefore, that we're not going to see the Morelos herrera partnership for a few weeks. And I mean, could that be just down to the fact that he thinks yeah, Kenny Miller is my best striker and he has to play? Or is there maybe also an element of he's a dressing room leader, it's important to have him on side.
0: Oh, I, I I think, you know, uh, far be it from Kenny to uh, run off to the press every single time. Something, uh, you know, some slight uh, grievance befalls him. But uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that is impacting on, you know, the thought process right now, um, whether it's in-house or out of house, whatever. It's, it's you know, Kenny Miller is, well, by far the more vocal uh a veteran leader in the squad. He definitely has a lot more to say than Lee Wallace ever could. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think Pedro does have to take that. Um, but, but I mean, going forward, you, you can't find, I mean, Herrera is the guy who goes up in the air and does the dirty work. Right. Morales is the guy who comes along and just fucking finishes everything. And and that's why I love, you know, when we, I mean, just watching the videos, I'm not going to sit around and pretend like I watch fucking football, but um, he's, Give him a half chance, he's going to take it, yep. right? It, it doesn't matter. He's going to put his foot through the ball, laced at the goal, it goes in, it goes in. But God damn it, he's going to take the chance. And I love that because we haven't seen that since, I, I don't know, Lafferty or, or Chris Bully even mm-hmm. you know, the first time around. We, we haven't had that guy that's just, fuck it, balls in the box, it's got to go toward the goal. I, I love that kind of strike. Me but, too. But, but, Me too. But like I said, that, that's what he is. He's, he's not the muscle guy. I mean, I'm sick of you know, I, I don't know if that's Pedro. He's going to have to work in the media. Maybe Kevin Miller can work in the media. Whoever it is, to to get, you know, you, you got to work these referees. You got you got to massage him. You got to point him in the right direction. This this guy is not a physical guy. Let him work the way he works. But right now, defenders know that that they can do whatever the hell they want to.
1: Is it disappointing that the club still haven't made any comment officially on? The refereeing performance last week, and as you say, haven't even this week with the press conference used that to try and influence the game ahead. Um, there was yeah. a there was a suspicion that maybe they were waiting until after the appeal uh, to see had the appeal failed. But you can use your press conference, can you not, to put in the mind of whoever the referee is this weekend? Uh, I think it's Willie Collum, and it has come to some state that Rangers <laughs> fans most trust an uh, uh, an RE teacher from a from a. <laughs> a Catholic school <laughs> uh, and a devout Roman Catholic, so uh, you want to know about changes in society. He's probably the referee that Rangers fans think, yeah, you know what, he'll, he'll give us a fair shake. Um, but is there not a way of using the media? I see it in England all the time, I see it in you all the time, just very quietly see, saying... I see it in
0: Scotland all the time. I mean, it's not very quiet, because all you got to do is get the uh, uh, Pringle Lips over there to say one thing in the press conference. And then the whole machine goes in motion for them, mm. right? I mean, we, we have to learn the same way to be able to facilitate that. Pedro, If Pedro says one thing in his press conference, all he's got to do is say one sentence. It doesn't even have to be fully in context. You're going to get 12 headlines out of it, right? You're going to get back page splashes and Pedro demands referee, or whatever the hell it is, it doesn't matter. But then the job's done. You don't even really have to say anything. You don't have to do any of the dirty work. The journalists will do it for you.
1: Uh, th- this is uh, taking us down to something that I, I wanted to talk to you about, because people might not know. You'll know Shane, of course, from uh, the .org and the the Crow Pod back in the day, which I, I believe is maybe p- kind of, sort of, potentially coming
0: back. No, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather just show up and do like your podcast once a year. I think that that keeps me...
1: I've got another. I've got another thirty-five hours of audio to fill this year, mate. You'll be on more than once a fucking year. I can absolutely promise you that. Uh, So so don't 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 worry about that. Save save your best bon mots for this. Then I'm I'm quite happy with that.
0: I'm just I'm just loosening up today. This is great. Uh,
1: But but people might not know that Shane is a professional journalist uh, in the US, uh, uh, which is why I think that you got on the Crow Pod such incisive commentary about the media because Shane knows how it works. Um, Now. Something that, that the media over here have been bleating a little bit about, Shane, that maybe didn't find much sympathy with the Rangers' support, but you having a foot literally in both camps here I think would be an interesting person to talk to. The Rangers' uh, media team are apparently now videoing all press conferences. They Beautiful. would tell you that they're videoing the press conferences to put the press conferences out on, the, on the, the club's channel, which they do for the fans directly, to avoid the fans having to then hear... Edited versions elsewhere But the media, specific, uh, specifically Keith Jackson In the record this week, complained about it And Jackson suggested that in fact Journalists had walked out Because they felt that they were being filmed To see what they asked What's your thoughts on the whole the whole situation?
0: I mean, Keith, I, you know I, I don't know what the fuck happened to him Over the last 18 months um, uh, uh, There's accountability in our profession Right? Um, whether it's self accountability or your own editors or, 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 in this case, the, the people that you're covering. Um, I, I think Rangers are, I mean, I've never worked a press conference, whether it be a political one, sports, whatever the fuck it is in this country, not assuming that everything I'm saying and every question that's being asked by everybody in the room with me is being recorded or, or, or taken down in some way. And, and the idea that, well, you know, and Jackson will, Reporters got up and walked out. Good. Right? Good. That that means you, you don't want to be held accountable for, for what you're saying. You want to be able to go in there and ask these stupid as shit questions. You know, you got Mark Bansett down there asking about, asking fucking, a guy with 93 caps in the European Cup, hey, how's your buddy Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah. What what the fuck? <laughs> Has he ever heard of Neil Lennon? Has Ronaldo, You know, like, what what is this shit? I, I mean, honestly, I... I don't understand how you don't take that as a sign upon yourself to go, wait a second, what am I actually asking in these press conferences? You know, we always – you get guys over here that, you know, they're sitting down with the coaches or the players after a match. Can you tell me more about – no, don't fucking do that. Ask a question. Ask a real question that has some kind of relevance to what you're there talking about. And that's, you know, that's what they're afraid of. People are going to see – if the club starts doing this uh, and releasing it and letting people see it, you know exactly the the mundane, the bullshit that they're wasting time with. Ask real questions. You want real answers? Ask real questions.
1: I think that that as a you know total lame. I don't profess to have any professional press experience, so I I don't know. Um, I do get the whole kind of you know oh, it's Big Brother watching you thing, but I think that that's an easy thing to shout out whenever cameras are involved um but i do know as a supporter you know when we get filmed at the match it it, it is frustrating but i think in this case as i say as a total amateur i'm just looking at it going yeah but surely you know if you're if you're asking questions that you you deem to be valuable and interesting and worthy then you're not going to be upset at the question that you've chosen to ask then being broadcast with your name attached to it. To me, that just seems, in fact, if I I thought I was asking particularly good and incisive questions, being a glory hunting bastard, I would want people to know (laughs) that it came from me rather than it came from from person A. And I think that I go...
0: Go on, sorry. No, no, I'm just going to... You know, and I think Jackson operates, you know, I mean, he's a columnist, he's not a reporter. You know, and it's that it's that weird go between this. Editors don't want to clarify it, but he's he's not really a reporter
1: anymore. He's not allowed you to talk I broke kind
0: of The stories are editorial content. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, you know, it, again, you're in a press conference. You're in a room with 30 other people. Why would you ever operate under the assumption that what you're saying is going to remain within that room? It's different where, like, if I schedule an interview with somebody and I go sit down with them one-on-one and we... You know, at points throughout the interview, you drop in and off the record, and you make sure you make it note, you do this, you know, whatever. That's part of that interview process. But when you're in a group, in a pool setting, you know, I mean, look at, look at every, again, every, every politician, every single press conference, film from start to finish. You know, I mean, it, you, you can go back and look at that. And I don't think it's unreasonable for the club to say, hey, you know, our fans, our customers, are asking, how in the hell do we get this kind of media coverage out of a press conference? Well, we want to show them how. We we want to show them how the the media is deciding to take the information that we're providing to them in these press conference settings and, and turning it into the stories that they are.
1: Um, I, absolutely. I, I go back to something in, believe it or not, uh, a book about Celtic, a book by Jock Brown, about his time as being the general manager of Celtic, which is called, what, I think, something like 500 Days in Paradise or something. If you can get a hold of it, still check it out. It's it's a great read for a Rangers fan, believe me. Um, but one of the things he, he spoke about was that the Scottish press pack, and again, interestingly, even though it's 20 years ago now, he's talking about... A lot of the names are still the same. A lot, of the, yeah. I mean, you know, you and Graham's and you your Keith Jacksons and stuff. So a lot of the names are still the same. Spears, et cetera. And he said one of the things about press conferences that he didn't understand was that he would go out and they would all ask the questions, and again they weren't filmed at the time. And then they would get together in in what you know would we'd have to call a huddle, uh, the, you know, unfortunate term that it is now to Rangers fans. But yeah. they would then get together and decide what the line would be. And that pretty much all other uh, all the papers the next day would carry some form of the same story, same angle into something he had said, and he found that bizarre because they worked for rival organisations, and to him yep. he would think, well, why would you know the Express want to have pretty much identical coverage to the record, uh, and and so on, and I think that there's still that underlying. That underlying idea, or, or at least it underpins it, shall I say? Because you, well, you, it, you get going? No, I, I think, I think
0: part of the problem that you have, and I've highlighted this repeatedly since the Crow and now you know, just on Twitter, is, is, I, I don't, maybe I just don't understand it because I've always worked in an American editorial setup where if you're going to write something, it's either going to come down to you from your editor what you're supposed to do. Or you go out and get the story and it goes up through the editorial channels and then they figure out how to craft a narrative, right? But here it seems like it's, it's it, it, you know, this huddle, this on-the-ground uh, uh, concept that for some reason the reporter, you know, this is how you end up with someone like Jane Hamilton, right? The reporter gets to craft what the narrative around the story is going to be. It, it, it shouldn't work that way. And then you get people like Jonathan Russell, well. I'm, I can just wash my hands of it until I get an Ipso violation. But up until that point, you know, I didn't really have anything to do with it. I stand behind the story. Well, of course you do, but but you didn't have any word or any say in how it was done in the first place. I I, I just I, I don't understand. You know, it's it's like a back to front working model. It, it doesn't make sense.
1: Does some of it fall on the individual journalist to have, if you like? Oh yeah, I, I, it's an easy word to band about, but still pride. And what they are doing, and to say, actually, no, yeah. I am going to report on what was said and analyze that, as opposed
0: to. I mean, do you consider Graham Spears a prideful man?
1: Uh, no, 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 not a <laughs> not, not a hygienic one uh, in my in my experience. But but I I speak as someone you could eat your dinner off. I mean, I I have uh, four showers a day, um, but but that's OCD. But I am very clean, so so you know you, you know swings and roundabouts. I, it's
0: it's lazy. I mean, I, every everything about. UK sports channel, you know, by and large, everything about UK sports journalism is lazy. What, what, what are your, what are your match stories usually? You get three paragraphs telling the story, and then you know, twenty paragraphs of direct quotes from press conferences after the game. Absolutely, you're yeah. not actually Jenny writing anything. You're, yeah. you're not producing any news. You, you know, and, and I think that that comes through in, in, in the mindset of of you know these say big back plays of like Pedro, blah 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 blah. You know, whatever. you you're gonna take whatever the hell you want out of it. Because that's what you said. to do. And editorially throughout your industry, especially in Scotland, especially in the sports media in Scotland, they've decided that this is how we're gonna do it. This is this is this is our business model, this is what sells papers. Well, one, all clearly it's not selling papers, two, it's creating media you know, I mean we we have got boycotts, we're not the only ones that have done this stuff. Yeah. Because of how shitty the coverage is. And instead of learning from it, you know, they they create this hide mentality. They all collapse in on each other. It's amazing how you can find some of these guys who wouldn't be in the same room as as some of their counterparts. But if you criticize one of their counterparts that they, that they can't even fucking stand personally and professionally, think are a joke, they're still going to come out and defend them. Yeah. And, and and I don't I I don't understand that. I mean, like there's there's people in the BBC. When, when Tom English was hired, I was told. The, the part of the reason him and Rich were hired were to counter of the shit that Alistair Lamont and, and Chris McLaughlin would churn out, because they'll just recycle press releases. They'll recycle emails from from certain short-arse uh, former <laughs> PR men, newspaper guys. Right? They, 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 it didn't matter. They would take it in, change a few words, pop it right back out. Right? So they bring in Wilson and English. Well, and now you've got English who's, who's just become uh, just a, a thing unto himself. That he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Well, because he, we're, no accountability. He's, he's, at he's at the highest point in his career. Yeah, and, He and, can't go and, any better. And also know?
1: there's no sales pressure once you go to the BBC. No, uh, the,
0: the, no. And, and, there, and there's very little accountability, because, especially there. You know, I mean, what does it take? It takes us sending petitions down to London. There's a three-month process. This guy goes through the BBC Trust. By the time he gets back, everybody's forgotten about why we did it in the first place.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, fantastic stuff, Shane, uh, and that was one of the yeah. reasons why I wanted to get Shane on, was d- to talk about that, and we will have him back on through here, because I think it's a really interesting perspective on uh, on journalism that comes from someone who knows what
0: he's talking about. It's a shitty perspective, but yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and, uh, but on the, you know from the point of view of you know old media and the the way that they, they carry themselves in Scotland, it's good because like you say, this is us starting starting on the pod our eighth year and we're growing still, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be happening. We should have at, at, at best we should have plateaued, and we, the reason we're not is because people are increasingly and every year rejecting old media and moving to new and part of that is because old media is churning out the same shit they were seven, eight years ago uh, I mean so are yep. we but they don't, the new listeners don't know that yet and it'll hopefully take them a couple of years to, to realise that <laughs> so Shane um, before we go I need to ask you for your prediction for the result on Saturday Uh us do
0: a crow throwback I, I'll go 6-1
1: Right, okay. Uh, that's a big <laughs> one. I'm going to go, uh, your your Ladbrooks bet folk this week uh, for, a, for a bit of corporate shilling. I think I'm going to go for 4 uh, 1 Rangers with Morellis with the opening goal. So that's my pick. Uh, Shane, where can the people hear more from you on Twitter? <laughs>
0: uh, if they want to, it's a, um, boy, OF. And then the word void if you, if I don't know, I'm, I'm lurking on your timeline Somewhere already probably
1: Yeah, so. you, you've a very entertaining account Always worth talking to <laughs> uh, You can follow us uh, on the show At ibrockrocks, that's R-O-C-K-S Or you can find us on Facebook, just search for Heart and Hand, the Rangers, uh, the Rangers podcast Shane, thank you very much for joining us
0: Thank you David,
1: appreciate it My name's David Edgar and I'll talk to you again at the start of next week Cheers, bye